AML Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the AML Hub Podcast. Today we'll be speaking to David Salmon from Moffitt Cancer Centre in Tampa, US, and Steering Committee member Naval Dava from MD Anderson Cancer Centre in Houston, US. Hello, I am David Salmon. Hi, this is Naval Dava. And today we're going to be discussing whether or not CD47 is safe and effective both in myelodysplastic syndromes as well as acute myeloid leukemia. So as far as a, a brief background, CD47 is a dominant negative immune checkpoint of macrophages and basically gives a do not eat me signal from the cancer cell to the macrophage. And this occurs through interaction of CD47 on the tumor cell with SERP alpha and macrophages. And at least in acute myeloid leukemia patients, increased expression of CD47 was associated with inferior overall survival. Magrolumab, or formerly 5F9, is a first-in-class IgG4 monoclonal antibody that can allow for selective elimination of tumor cells through macrophage phagocytosis. So basically, again, this antibody interferes with this interaction, which allows for phagocytosis of the tumor cell. And importantly, the vast majority of normal cells do not eat do not express proteinase signals, which is really allows for this selective elimination. Megrolumab has been investigated in, in multiple cancers, over 500 patients being dosed, although today we're going to focus on patients that have MDS or acute myeloid leukemia. As far as some preclinical rationale for why these two therapies may work best together, azacitidine has been shown to upregulate the EATME signal, and in an aggressive AML, AML xenograft model, the two agents together uh, improved overall survival versus either agent alone. And the study design, again, was combination. Magrolimab is given as a priming dose of one milligram per kilo and ramps up over two weeks to a full dose of 30 milligrams per kilo. This is given weekly up to cycle three and then given every other week. And so data that we're going to be talking about, again, is, is, is both MDS and AML patients. I'll focus on MDS and I will focus on, on AML. As far as the MDS cohort, we had 39 patients that were enrolled with a median age of 70 years of age. The majority of patients having adverse risk features, such as 64% having poor cytogenetic risk, a third of patients having <clears throat> therapy-related, and later on we're going to focus on P53 mutation. There were 5 or 13% of the MDS cohort uh, which were P53 mutant. As required by eligibility criteria, all patients had to have intermediate or high, with the majority of patients having high or very high as defined by IPSSR. Safety in the MDS cohort was overall very well tolerated with no maximum tolerated dose, no significant uh, cytopenias exacerbating over uh, azacitidine alone with the exception of anemia, which we can discuss uh, subsequently. We did not have any early deaths and at least in the MDS cohort, there were no patients that were discontinued secondary to uh, magrolimab related adverse events. We do see this on target anemia in first cycle with an average drop of a nearly half a gram per deciliter, although some increased range. But really importantly is by the end of cycle one and across um, subsequent cycles, there's significant improvement really correlating with a robust hematopoietic improvement. If we look at responses in our MDS patients, there were 33 patients who had a response assessment. We had a 91% overall response rate with a 42% complete remission rate. Importantly, complete remissions do improve over time. So if we looked at all patients who had at least six months of therapy, that complete remission rate increases up to 56%. And the vast majority of responses correlate also with hematologic improvement. 
When we look at blast reduction as well, the vast majority, nearly all MDS patients had some level of blast reduction and responses are, are quite quick with a median time of, of 1.9 months. For some quick correlatives, we do see transfusion independence in nearly 60% of patients, a third of the cohort having complete cytogenetic remissions. And importantly, if we look across the entire MDS cohort with a median follow-up of 5.8 months, there was no median duration of response met and no median overall survival. So now I'd like to have Novel discuss the AML subsets. Thank you, David, for the very nice overview. I think a couple of uh, points I would make uh, specifically for the AML is uh, that, as you mentioned, there is a very um, uh, supported preclinical data showing that uh, prophagocytic signals are significantly upregulated azacitidine, especially calreticulin. Uh, but there may be others, and uh, preclinical xenograft models showed a very high degree of synergy for azacitidine and the megrolumab, which uh, of course uh, led to the design of this study with the combination, uh, which has two ongoing arms, the MDS that you discussed and, and then the AML one. In the acute myeloid leukemia, uh, we presented at this year's uh, EHA meeting on a total of 29 patients who were treated with the combination of azacitidine and uh, megrolumab. Uh, these were mainly high-risk uh, patients. 72% uh, uh, of these people had poor risk cytogenetics for the ELN classification, and 45% uh, had a TP53 mutation, which is definitely higher than the usual 15 to 20% we expect to see in an older AML population. And the reason for that is that a um, few months ago, based on the encouraging signal we were seeing both for response and durability in TP53 AML, we uh, amended the study uh, and are enriching and focusing on the TP53 AML. So that is why the proportion of TP53 is high and will probably continue to go up uh, in subsequent presentations. Uh, Safety-wise, uh, very well tolerated in general. Um, and uh, we uh, have seen only one person who uh, discontinued uh, treatment of these 29 patients. And this was due to a uh, infusion-related reaction from the megrolumab, mainly uh, tremors that resolved within 24 hours with the patient did not want to continue. And especially in the older unfit for induction AML population where early mortality is really critical to outcomes of trials, um, we see that the early mortality here, 60-day mortality in this multi-center study uh, is zero, which is really something we have not seen in AML uh, frontline therapies. So this is probably due to a combination of rapid responses as well as good tolerability, and we will need to see if that continues. Uh, we did not see very significant um, neutropenia and thrombocytopenia. In fact, around eight to 10 weeks, uh, when we look at the waterfall plots uh, that we presented, most people are improving neutrophils platelets. And this may be another differentiating factor for the azacitine and megrolumab compared to azacitine with other targeted agents, uh, where we do tend to see more neutropenia, thrombocytopenia, uh, maybe making this a safer approach. Response-wise, we had 25 patients who were evaluable at the time of the uh, data cut. Uh, the overall response rate was 64% with 40% uh, CR and a total of 56% CRCRI, which is definitely better than the 18 to 20% response rate we have seen and published with azacitine alone in past phase threes. So again, this is small numbers early, but I think especially the safety signal is very, very uh, robust and encouraging and the efficacy seems to be emerging and maturing. Uh, durability also uh, so far looks good. The duration, median duration of response has not been reached with a medium follow-up of about nine and a half months. And we did see about 50% of patients who had response achieve MRD negativity by flow. So 
I think uh, one of the areas of interest, David, as you know, is of course focusing on TP53, and I'll toss it back to you to discuss some of the clinical data from the TP53 cohort specifically. Sure, thanks, Novel. And I, I think it's you know important as Novel uh, emphasizes again this this P53 mutant uh, cohort really in MDS and AML is a very poor risk you know group that has a median survival you know of about uh, seven to nine months based on all large, large cohorts. And although novel therapies, both in higher risk MDS and AML have been more encouraging, including let's say novel combinations with venetoclax, the overall survival in this cohort to date has still remained quite poor. And thus really novel combinations for this subset of patients are, are important. So in, in MDS, again, we had uh, five patients enrolled, four patients who had response assessments, so small numbers. But the uh, response rates were quite encouraging. The overall response rate was, was 75% with these patients achieving complete remission and all three of these patients having uh, complete cytogenetic response. And there can be different subsets of P53 patients. We know, for example, patients that have very complex karyotypes or patients that have biallelic or what we call multi-hit P53 for MDS can do quite poorly. And so we give a couple of nice case examples. Again, these are the patients that were enrolled on the cohort, and these are the patients that achieved, again, complete remissions. Importantly, with a median follow-up of seven months, these all three patients were still, um, uh, all four patients were still alive, and the median duration of response uh, had not been met. So again, early follow-up, but you know, somewhat encouraging with a, a very high complete remission rate that has appeared to be durable. And so now I'd like to novel to focus on the uh, P53 AML patients that were enrolled. Yeah, thanks, uh, David. And and in AML, as as we you know mentioned, the cohort is now only enrolling uh, TP53 frontline AML in the phase one B. Um, and we didn't have a big number yet to present. We should hopefully in a few months, but at this time we had 12 patients, uh, TP53 mutated at older AML, not fit for induction. And uh, we see CRCRI rate is 75% uh, and duration of response has not been reached with a median follow-up of about nine months. Um, this is a small number, but this is actually very encouraging. And you know, comparing to our current and new emerged standard, azacitine minetoclax, which is very, very effective in most subsets, unfortunately, when we look at the TP53-specific subset, the CRCRI rates are lower, about 45 to 50%, and the duration of response is five to six months. So at least based on what we see currently, this looks like a positive uh, signal uh, with a safe combination, which is encouraging. I think one of the other important things here is, you know, all TP53 is not TP53, and this is something uh, the preclinical and translational scientists, uh, we all discuss quite intensely. So uh, one of the nice things here is we do have the baseline variant allele frequency, and in this population of the 12 AML patients, it was uh, 30%, uh, which is a pretty uh, good amount of TP53VF, ranging from um, 20% to 99%. Actually, sorry, the median was 41%, so it was actually quite... Hi. And so these patients, we think, were real TP53 uh, with the high degree of variant allele frequency in the 40-50% range. And what we see is that at the time of response, a large number of the patients, uh, about 70%, seemed to clear their TP53, meaning it was at least less than 5% VF based on the assessments that we had available. So it looks like there is uh, some specific activity potentially in the TP53 subset. There's a lot of uh, translational and preclinical correlates uh, that are going to be looked at both in MDS and AML. 
but we're hoping that you know this agent will either with HMA or potentially in the future with the HMA Ven plus Magrolumab backbone really be impactful in both uh, AML and NDS. And uh, David, any closing remarks from you? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, the, the question is what's, what's next steps, you know, what's the future, where could, you know, Magrolumab, and so I, I'll comment on the um, sort of MDS paradigm. So, you know, we've not had a new high-risk MDS approval since 2006, and so really having uh, novel combos that can significantly improve complete remissions, especially durable complete remissions, would be a major change or in, a, in a major new option, you know, for our patients. And so, you know, the current cohort is, is ha having ongoing expansion uh, where, as well as we are having a randomized phase three study that is, is opening, which will be azomegrolimab versus um, azocytidine alone. But we're hopeful with both strategies, again, if our, if our data um, are further supported in the ongoing expansion, that we can overall you know, focus to have a new approved combination therapy. Again, since you know, by days or azocytidine is, is really a, a relatively poor standard with half of patients not responding, and, and again, less than 20% of patients having complete remission. So I think very encouraged, and that's really what the uh, you know, goal of the ongoing uh, MDS uh, strategies are. Navo, could you comment on the AML space? Yeah, sure. And in, in AML, um, you know, the strategy is kind of currently, at least for potential future registrations, focusing on TP53 AML. So we're currently expanding the phase 1B uh, to look specifically at uh, uh, TP53 AML with the azacitine megrolimab, and hopefully we'll have more mature data by the end of this year. There is definitely interest to consider uh, registration approaches, potentially as randomized studies, focusing in TP53 AML. And then, of course, in AML, since there has been already quite a, a good amount of uh, progress in the last couple of years, the question now is, can you further improve not just HMA, but HMA venetoclax? So there are ISTs and uh, smaller arm studies that are going to look at combination of HMA venetoclax with megrolimab, which I think would be of high interest uh, for the future that you know, we know myeloma guys do triplets and quadruplets, and uh, maybe we're going to enter that territory if we can manage the safety and really push up the efficacy. So uh, I think overall quite exciting, both for uh, MDS AML, and um, we hope to have more data coming in the next uh, few months and years. And thank you very much. AML Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.